I'm Danny, that witch next door. And you're listening to That Witch Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome back to another week here at That Witch Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm That Witch Next Door. I'm your host, your guide, your mentor, and all things magic, witchcraft, astrology, and witchy business. And today is such a special day. We're not only diving into one of my favorite pagan holidays, but one of my favorite pagans is here with me, <laughs> Miss Maddie of Paragon and Bone. Say hi, Maddie. Hi. Hello, world. <laughs> hey, here's your big That Witch Next Door debut. <laughs> or I, that Witch I hate having my face on. It's weird to have my face showing because normally it's just my business. <laughs> I love your face. So I am so, so, so grateful that you're here today. Um, <laughs> Maddie and I have known each other for quite a few years now, actually. Yeah. And we have always, I feel like, had this very wintry connection between the two oh, of us. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I was so <laughs> excited to have you here today. But before we get into the spirit of Yule, Maddie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about Paragon and Bone and tell us yeah. what your big three are. Yeah. Um, so I own a company called Paragon and Bone. It's a mostly pagan, witchy-based um, jewelry and art company. I try to base a lot of my designs and my collections off of the Wheel of the Year, the Phases of the Moon, and then just kind of general pagan goods, um, whether that's herbs, what's going on with the weather, things like that. Um, I've been running the business for about four years, professionally only about two. So I'm still a kind of new fledgling business owner, um, but I'm having a ton of fun. And I'm actually about to go through in the new year, we're transitioning to a new company like my company is gonna shift so I'm super Ooh. excited about that but it's a secret right now got like six more weeks of really hard work and then I'll talk about it more um, I love secret shifts <laughs> very secret um but anyway so my three are I'm uh my brain today I am a Virgo sun a Libra moon and an Aries rising yes you are <laughs> I'm such a, and it's a moon like the earth moon today is making me feel pretty good even though I'm the air moon but like I need more earth energy right now so you are very much the earth air fire very 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 much <laughs> I think no that I bring in the water <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I'm no just water water up. <laughs> it comes yeah. in oh my gosh um that is one of the reasons that Maddie and I are so connected as we both are big practicers of death magic. We're very, very rooted and connected to earth. Um, we are big seasonal witches. Um, that's one of the reasons I've always resonated with your work and with your jewelry, just your, your business in general is I operate in, in the season like that. As soon as I found and like, well, like rediscovered paganism, if you will, that was the first thing I was like, <gasps> it just, the wheel. <laughs> just makes sense to me. It makes my life make sense. And, mm -hmm. um, and I, I just remember always connecting about that with you. Yeah. When we very first met. Now, so many years ago, it's been a lot. Like as soon as I said I that, I was like, Oh, so yeah. when I used to co-own the shop, Maddie was one of our makers that we would work with. And so mm -hmm. I know locally, I know so, so many amazing artists and makers, um, usually specifically in, yeah, kind of the spiritual, richy realm. But that's one of the things I'm most <clears> grateful <throat> about that experience for, because I, I don't know how many of you I would have discovered had I not, had I not done that. Um, yeah. Now, Maddie, diving into Yule, just getting right in there, I want to say <laughs> first and foremost, I think that this time of year is love-hate for most, oh, yeah. if not all of us. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> from a Western standpoint, it's we're like devoured by consumerism right now, right? Like yes. there's... <sighs> there's a lot of very, very disgusting behavior that happens during the holidays. Um, we also, seasonally speaking, a lot of people struggle with uh, seasonal depression, right? Like going into the mm -hmm. dark half of the year, going into the cold and stuff. But there's also this big <clears throat> warmth 
that's the energy that I very much resonate with when it comes to Yule. That's why I have all of my candles lit today. I do probably most of my fire magic this time of year. What if you could, for especially our, our listeners that really don't know maybe anything about Yule, how can you describe the energy of this pagan holiday just on a night, like a, a basic standpoint? Um, energy wise, it's kind of hard to pin down because depending on your kind of paganism and your practice, whether you're a fledging witch, an experienced witch, whatever. Um, for me, the energy is all kind of what you said earlier. It's so fire-based and it's so energy-based. Um, you know, we are in one of the darkest times of the year. Yule is literally on the winter. The start of Yule is the winter solstice. So it's the darkest day, the longest day of the year. Um, so like warmth, fire, anything sparkly, anything that has to do with bringing the light in is that main energy transfer this time of year. I love that. Um, that is one thing I really wanted to specifically ask you today is if you could describe or explain anything, you know, about the Yule log for everybody, because I think that's something we just like hear, especially as kids growing up in, in our country, at least, or growing up with our like Western concept of Christmas. I think that, um, we hear Yule, right. And Yule tide, Uh um, we hear of the Yule log, but I, uh, didn't know anything about it until I like did research. Can you explain a little bit about the tradition of that? Yeah. So it's kind of a mix. So a lot of people connect Yule, myself included. It's a very Germanic, Norse, yeah. Icelandic holiday, but the Yule log actually comes from the Celts. It's actually a Celtic um, way to celebrate Yule um, because those cultures were interchange in like the earlier times in the Germanic, they were very interchangeable. So Um, the Icelandic people and the Norse people came to that other part of Western Europe and they combined a lot of their religion and their paganism and their practice. So with the Yule log, um, and this is strictly Celtic speaking. Um, so essentially back in the days, this was a big family thing you did together. So your whole family would go outside, you'd brave the harsh elements and you would cut down either like an oak, a birch or an ash tree, and normally about a two foot long log. And that Mm -hmm type of tree is significant because it was white so it was meant to signify the snow the changing of the seasons things like that and also the white is another connection to like bright light so you want to bring that into your home um so a big thing with yule with the celts and the norse people was bringing the outside in um because it's so dark it's so depressing you know the yard work is done the fields are done everything is going to sit for like four to six months right so you want to bring anything outside that you can in to remind you of that nicer warmer time of the year so with the yule log you would cut depending on the text you read or whatever you're researching it can be anywhere from three to 13 holes to hold candles for me i prefer three um, Mm -hmm. because it signifies the maiden the mother and the crone so it's Mm going to signify the goddess Um, 13 is also a goddess number so for different people I know that they cut a lot of holes in their log, and to me that just sounds like a huge fire hazard so I only do three <laughs> I'm all about practical yeah. safety tips if you haven't noticed that on my show yeah. so please I please practice that. fire safety during <laughs> this fire festival um but anyway so you would sit it wherever in your home that feels like a gathering place so most people it was uh, their hearth or their where their fireplace is mm-hmm. or In some people's cases, if they don't have a fireplace or a place that they can light it, it would go on a dining table or even outside. Um, And you would decorate it with things that you found on this journey as a family, whether that's evergreen pine, different kinds of berries, sliced oranges, cinnamon cloves, anything you can that's going to make that feel more like homey and warm. Mm -hmm. And it's like I said, again, it's all about the light. So like anything that's going to make you feel like you're still in the sun. Um, and essentially that is the purpose of lighting the Yule log is for protection and for peace. Um, so it's a big celebration of life, but it's also a matter of safety. Um, so like you cover it with evergreens and different things to protect yourself and the light needed to stay lit all 12 days of Yule, because otherwise if it's dark, the dark spirits can get into your home. 
So there's all these different kinds of gods and goddesses and these like spooky little gremlin-y troll figures, all these amazing mythological creatures that would come into your home if it was dark and they would wreak havoc. So essentially the Yule Log in its highest form is for protection. Oh, I love this. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> I know it's like a lot of info. <laughs> no, I don't know about y'all, but I feel crazy inspired right now. I just like want <laughs> to go right now and go make my Yule log. Um, I, that's part yeah. of why I wanted to specifically ask you is that um, this is the first year that I'm making a very official one. We have a Yule fire every year, but I've never mm-hmm. like made and consecrated, like made the whole entire actual log. Um, but I, that just inspired me so much. Uh, <laughs> this, this is very, very in line with how I sense and, and, practice Yule myself, especially everything that you're saying, what it sounds like is this is really a holiday of resiliency. Like this is really like so much about like, honestly, you guys like embracing the fact that this is kind of a hard time of year. (laughs) You're Mm -hmm. right. It is like these struggles that love hate feeling that we have with it. Um, it is really hard. It's dark, it's harsh and it's cold. And that's why it is about bringing in that fire element, bringing in that light, bringing in that warmth, everything that Maddie listed from cinnamon, clove to oranges, those are all fire, um, associated uh, especially oranges are just sun fruits. They're, oh, yeah. It's a huge reason why they're so utilized during Yule, especially um, if you dehydrate them, because that really um, leans into the resiliency, that longevity, that preservation. Mm-hmm. That's what the winter months are about, and especially were about in ancient times when you really had to make what you had last. I mean, mm-hmm. you... And not only that, but our immune systems are lower. So we have to be even more on top of, of everything, right? Our protection in, yeah. in so many different facets. Mm-hmm. So that's why, um, even though this holiday takes place on the darkest day of the year, on the solstice, um, why it is so centric around, around, around light and around warmth. Now, yeah. Maddie, for you, what, what are some of your favorite ways? What are like you in your home with your partner? What are like your favorite traditions that you practice, whether it's any that you've like brought from the ancient times or new ones that you've kind of created for yourself? Yeah. So I do a bit of a blend because my my personal practice and my paganism, it's it's for me, it started when I was about 12 or 13, I was reading a lot of different kinds of historic and magic text. And so I didn't have a family that practiced. Um, we were not religious. I was not raised in a Christian household. Um, we're just a bunch of heathens with no religion. So <laughs> for me, um, <laughs> so that practice for me, I created on my own. So I do a blend. So as a kid being a regular middle-class kid in the U S I celebrated Christmas when I was young. So I do like to, um, involve some of those traditions into my practice. So for me, one of my biggest things I've just been incorporating the last couple of years, because I'm, if you will, I'm fresh out of the broom closet in terms of being open about my, my, how I consider myself a witch and my pagan mm-hmm. practice. So for me, with your, like, um, with your my, family, what's that? What you mean? Like with your family and stuff? Just not even my family. Like I've never had to sit down and been like, I don't want to do this. I want to, you know, I'm oh, a witch. Here's okay. how I do. Just mm-hmm. like being open and online yep. and being try to, you know, reaching out to others and try to offer my help and that kind of explanation of things. But mm-hmm. um my biggest thing the last two years, and I recently had a reading from my wonderful wonderful friend Hannah, who's also a deaf witch. She said incorporating my ancestors in my practice is more important than ever. So for me, my number one, the last couple of years has been making a gigantic ancestral altar. Um, I love it. I bring out, yeah, I just love it. Yeah. I bring out old photos and I'm very lucky to have a ton of heirlooms from family and amazing photos from the, you know, years and years and years ago. I do both sides. Every relative I can find is going on that altar. Everybody's getting a glass of wine. 
everybody's getting a soul cake or at whatever I'm baking at that time of the year. I serve them coffee every morning. I leave books on the altar. I leave um, like small handmade gifts or things that I find on the ground if I'm going on a walk or I'm in nature that I find that really connect me to Yule, especially in this time of year in the middle of winter. Um, I am really big with fire magic. I've always been super connected with my candles and burning incense and my bay leaves and things like that. So that's another huge part that I incorporate into my altar is I always have um, like I do a baying, which I don't know if you have heard of that, where you just like my little cauldron I have here, like every morning I'll write something on a bay leaf and I'll leave it for the ancestors or write an intention on it. And I'll light that sucker on fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, otherwise like I'm a big kitchen witch like you are. I love cooking this time of year. I love making like big pies and big stews and anything super warming, um, which is also super connected to Yule. Um, anyway, because Yule for the first time of the year is the first time that people back in the day could have fresh meat um, and save it. It could be saved out because it was so cold. You could freeze it or things like that. Oh, Instead okay. of being like having to salt your meat or to right. age it. Mm-hmm. Um, you could actually have like fresh, really delicious meat because you could actually start to slaughter the animals and the meat wouldn't go to waste as quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, again, it's pies, it's stews, it's anything super bready. It's anything like my fat little Irish heart wants because it's <laughs> yeah. cold and I have to, you know, our little peasant hearts have to stay warm. So <laughs> yeah, I'm just like baking all the time, cooking all the time, um, Otherwise, something I really want to incorporate more is just being outside a little bit more and enjoying like, like this is my favorite season of the year. I love that it's surrounded by death and I love that it's surrounded by darkness, but I normally enjoy it from the, from the warmth in the inside of my home. But this year (laughs) I'm going to try to push myself out more and do some more nature walks and like just connecting with the trees and like sitting by the river and just letting that season take me. I love that. And I think that one thing that goes a little bit underrated, a little underrecommended is moon water is all the rage and you need to do (laughs) snow magic. Like you really, if you live in an area where, where you have the gift of snow, even if it's not your favorite thing, I would use this time of year to like form a bond. Cause that's where Mm -hmm. that's your environment. Like you can fight against and like hate your environment or you can like lean into it and make your own connection and your own bond with it. Because I used to be a very quintessential bitter about the winter person. Um, <laughs> I married a lover of winters. So I got very converted over the last decade. Right. Um, and it is, it's, and that's when I met you. I mean, it's really become my favorite, favorite time of year. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I think it's because I finally started leaning into the seasonal shifts that naturally happen. So I allow myself to retreat. That's one of the biggest things I do this time of year is I don't force myself out of my like shell. If, if, if I'm feeling called, which I usually am like to a lot of introspection or just my internal world in general, because I consider my internal world like my inner circle, right? Like my tightest mm-hmm. friends and family kind of thing, like my chosen family. Um, and, and you know, Aries through, honestly, like Virgo Libra season, I'm really in my external, like, and I really lean mm-hmm. into that. And so I think that that's part of the reason I really did used to struggle this time of year is because I was fighting against my natural cycles with the season and I was fighting against my environment. So I definitely encourage all of you to, especially if you do struggle with seasonal depression this time of year, if you struggle with the cold and the dark and stuff, um, there's usually something to be explored there. If it's an area that you don't, that you're avoiding, you know what I mean? And fighting it doesn't make it any better. Right. It's actually exactly. It's a lot more draining. If I, so I used to complain about being cold and I love it now. And I've been so pissed that we've had such an unseasonably warm. I'm such a different person now. It's so funny. Um, but when you're cold, 
put on more layers. Like there, mm-hmm. there's a way to adjust to your environment. Like you can alchemize your environment to you. Um, now, one thing I really, I have to ask you about, um, and I did forget to put it to tell you ahead of time, but I don't think you'll mind because we've talked about it before. <laughs> You and I both have similar backgrounds where we came from a Western teaching of this holiday, um, which is very Christian based, whether or not, Mm -hmm. I don't think you had a super, super, did you have a really religious family? Uh, one, it's hard to, so I am a Southern lady and I, that's right. You, that, (laughs) I'm that fear of Jesus is instilled of you, instilled in you in a very young age. Uh, which I did not obviously take into my heart as mm-hmm. I'm a hardcore pagan. But um, <laughs> my mom's side of the family was pretty diehard Catholic, but my parents th- themselves were not. So I was very lucky that I I had the opportunity to okay. learn if I wanted, but it was Same. not forced on me. But okay. yes, I would say like... Your I roots grew up though around, were religious, like yeah, where like, they came from. Yeah, like I went to, you know, my family is Catholic on my mom's side. So like, we're very familiar with the Catholic church and all the... Mm-hmm crazy shit they like to do. Um, and then my dad's side has a, if they're like Baptist light, okay, like, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah. me- Methodist sort of Baptist, I don't know, like, yeah. like a gentle Baptist. <laughs> really good descriptors. Yeah. So <laughs> I find that many, many, many of my listeners have at least some sort of similar situation here where there's either some kind of roots, some kind of teachings, potentially some conditioning, you know, depending on how you want to look at it or where you're comfortable, how you want to look at it. Um, Mm -hmm. But you're called, you're called to this spirituality, you're called to this path, you're called to this seasonal ritualistic witchcraft practice. Um, How do you find, well, I have a two-part question. Number one, when you first started really embracing your witchcraft path and, and practicing all of this, Number one, did you struggle with the, ah, do I incorporate some of my childhood Christian-y sort of taught Christmas stuff or do I not? Mm -hmm. And then part two is what advice do you have now that it's been a few years? What advice do you have for people that are kind of just now at the beginning of that path and having that struggle themselves? Um, you know, it's hard to say because like we had been speaking on this all week, I think, because there are so many similarities between Yule and traditional Christian Christmas. Um, and it's it's hard to to guide people. Everybody's going to have their own path. But I think yeah. overall, like the similarities are so it's a mirror. It's a practical mirror. And if you're afraid to step over that line from Christianity or when I start experiencing like some kind of pagan holiday, it's not going to be as hard as you think it is because they're the Christmas tree is pagan. The Yule log is pagan. The food we eat is pagan. The herbs you use is like, there are so many connections to true deep rooted paganism that there is almost no difference. So if you're afraid of offending people, if you're not ready to come out of the broom closet, if you will, if you just want to do things by yourself, if from the outward perspective, no one would know. Yes. The difference between you celebrating Yule or you celebrating Christmas. Yes. Um, if you're afraid to express that outwardly, that you were a pagan or celebrating a pagan holiday. Um, for me, I mean, it wasn't that hard because I already love winter. I already love most holidays. I'm a big Samhain girl, as you know, my Scorpio mm-hmm. queen. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I just have always felt that deeper connection to wanting to do more earthen-based holidays. Mm-hmm. And for me, like... Christianity just has never been it, but if you want to blend it, that's totally okay. Like you can do that. It's totally fine. So that's what I was going to say too, is there is a way to like experience that duality and there's Mm -hmm. a way to like have an appreciation for things that you were taught and let go of other parts that didn't fit with you. Cause there was definitely (laughs) a lot. Exactly. Like Christianity didn't fit. I tried it on a couple times. <laughs> it was four <laughs> sizes too big. And I didn't <laughs> In all the weirdest areas. Like it just wasn't flattering. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but there is a way to incorporate both. So for the longest time, and this is why I encourage so many of you to start venturing out and creating your own little witchy community. You don't have to feel like you have to 
send a personalized DM to everybody. I think what I advise people to like start following new people on Instagram and stuff, they're like, I don't want to talk to anyone. I'm like, you don't have to talk to anyone if you don't want. I just mean... When I started doing that, really outside of my local community, like really started branching out, I realized so many people had these mixed backgrounds like I did. Mm-hmm. And and where I I learned and gained the confidence to just make my own unique practice. It wasn't about the label of Christianity versus it, it later it doesn't it's not about those labels anymore. It eventually just becomes how you celebrate Yule. It's just how you feel during this time of year and how you harness and really cherish, honestly, that, that energy. And a big importance in reflecting on the historical roots and, and really pondering what this was like for our ancestors I think lends itself to a lot of modern understanding that you're able to go again, oh, this is just a really hard time of year. And it's okay Mm -hmm. to like know that and embrace that and kind of lean into that. There are some of us like Maddie and I that kind of come out enjoying the darkness. Let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I'll be honest. It wasn't, it wasn't hard for me at all. Um, I have the best examples. So my husband and I were so festive. Okay. Most people know how festive we are for Halloween and Samhain and are shocked to find out that we are like the biggest Yule Christmas heads just as much as Halloween. We fucking Mm -hmm. love it. We start watching movies like stupid early. I shouldn't even tell you how early we listen to Christmas music, everything. We love it. We're so cheesy about it. Well, we're watching Disney's version of Christmas Carol recently. And I love that version. I remember I was so excited when it came out. I took my sister to see it in theaters. The poor thing was only like eight. And oh, I, yeah, <laughs> it's really you scary. Out I forgot it. how scary it was. <laughs> we're watching it. And the the credits are rolling and I'm telling him this whole story. I'm like, yeah, apparently my sister hates the story of a Christmas carol. And apparently it's because I took her to see this movie and I scarred her. And I don't know what she's talking about. It's such a great story. It's so heartwarming. We're watching the movie and I'm like, okay, maybe I am a little bit twisted. It's literally about ghosts the entire movie. I know. (laughs) And they just get gradually worse and scary. It's... And that movie in particular, it's part of the reason I love it. They did a really good job. It's creepy. Disney usually kind of ruins that. They did a good job. So two quick things. Number one, I myself watched A Muppet Christmas Carol last night. Oh my God, I love that one. (laughs) With With my amazing partner. And we both just kind of looked at each other and realized like, okay, we might be a little stoned, but this movie rules it's happening it's so good it's It's, happening (laughs) it's happening and we watch like two bad like disney movie christmas movies back to back Uh like no shame amazing um but on a side note with traditional yule and then christian christmas or just christmas Mm -hmm. in general yule was a time for scary stories because it was dark and you were stuck in your house and you didn't want to brave the elements like it is a time to freak yourself out Yep. I would say almost more than silent. Like the veil in Yule is still extremely thin. Oh yeah. I have to remind people that like yep. Post Salon, like I feel like I welcome it. I'm like, bring it on, baby. I want the beard. I want the scary. Like, I mean, you know me, I love like a good ghost story, but same. You know, anyway. Obviously. That's how I I really, that's such a good point. I agree with that. So we talk about how the veil is at its thinnest on Samhain. And I think that people think it just like bounces back or something. In a week, you're like. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm like. Yeah, no. No. That's just like the beginning, if anything. And honestly, the more you talk about that, I think that's a big reason why my husband and I do love it. It's like second Halloween. It's like a second round of all of our favorite things. We, I love getting snowed in. I love the feeling of Mm -hmm. like being trapped in the house. And most people are like, what? And I'm like, I I just love being trapped. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite ambiance like that I put on the TV, like when I'm working and stuff in the background, I, oh my God, I do this in the middle of summer. I'll close all the blackout curtains in the house. Cause we live in Colorado and we have like, 
I think one of the most sunshines of all the states, don't we? It's something like that. Yeah, I feel like we get some. It's a ridiculous sunshine, amount. Yeah, and, and honestly, it. not my bag. <laughs> nope. And I am a sun ruled baby, and it is not my bag. Um, it's not so. Mine we don't get very many rainy days. We don't get mm-hmm. very many overcast days. So I have to create them. So I'll close all the blackout curtains in the house and I'll put on like some like haunted Victorian manor. On oh my YouTube. God, I love you. <laughs> and I'll light a bunch of candles and it's like 88 degrees outside. And yes. I don't give a shit. Like that's, I, I am born for this. But To those of you that feel very, very opposite of all of this, remember that so much of this time of year is about embracing and and bringing in the light. So if the, Mm -hmm. if the darkness and the cold isn't your thing, then warm things up, then spice things up for yourself. That's what I mean. Alchemize your experience and your environment around you Mm -hmm. and lean into the spice part of it. Cause I really, really do think that Yule is the like the yin yang holiday. Like you can have the best of all fucking worlds. I love because well, the good thing is like. Or sorry, go ahead. No, that was it. Um. So the first night of Yule is the darkest day of the year. But the reason that this yep. is a fire festival is because as of the ne- the like next day, yep. the days begin to get longer. So like like you were just talking about, like you have to incorporate light and the outside, like the like the healthy living outside inside. So like right now is a great time to care for your plants, to make sure they have the love and the light that they need. Like, I don't know if your listeners know a lot about what's called glitter magic. Ooh, explain. That's really fun. So I just learned about it and I realized that I've been practicing it since I was like a wee tiny baby as, as have most Americans. Okay. So one of the things that I did not connect to Yule until I was an adult is you know, so we're bringing the light. We got our tree. We got our fire. Ornaments. Uh, what are those little stringy, tinsel. glittery things? Tinsel. Oh, yeah. Literally got it in my hair right now. <laughs> tinsel, candles. Like, think about everything in the yes. holiday season that's glittery. Shimmering. That's yes. That's the significance to the, it's significant to bringing in the light. That is a pagan thing. I wish yeah, I could turn my camera on and show you our mini Christmas tree we have down here specifically because it's a shimmering, it's like a pre-lit, but it's a, it's a shimmering. So is ours. I'm yeah, huge into that. All over the house. And so like that. And that's why I'm always tree. loaded up on tinsel. I know. That's I wish hilarious. we could go in person so I could call our beautiful friend Ashley to I know. I know. I know. Um, but yeah, that is that traditional pagan thing that that's part of bringing the light. That's why everything is so damn sparkly this time of year. It's to make I people feel warm and this. fuzzy. You yeah. just opened such a big door for so many people. I'm serious because there's so many people <laughs> that I can think of, first of all, right now in my life that have always been, right, like the glitter shimmer person, mm-hmm. like, especially in the stereotypical way, kind of. And yeah. I love finding out about magic like this where I can be like, Lean into that because I hate yeah. that there's this, this expectation, not even stereotype, this expectation in witchcraft when you're like showing up that you like have to be the dark and the macabre and stuff. And like, if you're mm. like Maddie and I and you love that, lean into it like and embrace <laughs> it. I'm not saying, right? Like obviously love it. But I hate ever making anybody feel like they have to fit in some, any kind of mold, any yeah. kind of mold. And so I love that there's there's this whole other side of this like bright, shimmering, glittering, shining. And and I think that mm-hmm. there's so many people that resonate with that, like in their personality, in their life. And look, during the darkest time of year, you can embrace that energy in yourself and work with it mm-hmm. this time of year. Go buy yourself right now. There's so many places you can go buy really cheap shimmering fairy lights and put them literally anywhere in your yeah. house. And it looks, it makes it look amazing. My favorite, yeah. I love fairy lights because you put them anywhere and it just looks magical instantly. Yeah. Throw them on your altar. You can find them mm-hmm. for like the battery operated even. So you don't have to plug them in. You can find them yeah. for like $3 sometimes. Yeah. And just throw them on your altar or throw them around the, the Yule log. What I'm going to do is... Luckily, since I'm in Colorado, this is pretty easy. Um, but we have a couple neighbors, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go ask if I can take some of their juniper branches. Yeah. Um, 
really, if you have any holiday markets open still near you or farmer's markets open near you still, go lean into whatever fresh produce or herbs are are in season right now um, mm-hmm. because that is the best way to celebrate Yule where you are. And honestly, that's the best way to celebrate any Sabbath. That's being an earth witch. That's being pagan yeah. to me. That's that pagan religion, if you will, is is not changing the earth. It's like leaning into it and nurturing each other. Yeah. Just don't eat poinsettias or mistletoe. Please don't eat poinsettias or mistletoe. They will literally kill you. They will. (laughs) Or Um, your dogs or your whoever. I make one of my favorite things this time of year. Um, So this is when I lean into my home and hearth magic. Like this is, I'm very much a, a hearth witch. Um, if you want to look into that in your chart a little bit more, everybody, there's two asteroids I really recommend, which is Ceres and Vesta. They're both um, in Greek mythology. That's Demeter and Hestia. Okay. And, and again, you can go find the parallels in, in all of your mythology, of course. Um, but I really, really lean into my hearth magic. So I loved how earlier, and I meant to touch on this, how you talked about not everybody has a hearth or a fireplace. Mm-hmm. It's wherever you feel like the heart of your home is and you're really like fueling the lifeblood. That's why you bring the heat there. And it's that's why it's so earthy is it's you like giving to your home. And because you do that, your home gives back to you. Oh, I love And there was one thing I forgot to touch on about the Yule log. That's very important. Okay. So whenever you're done, like the 12 days are over, you always, always, always save a piece of that for next year. And whether that's the ash, whether that's a piece of the wood itself, whether that's some candle wax, whatever it is, you always save it because that's supposed to be a continuum of the peace, the good fortune. And also it's supposed to keep those evil spirits at bay. So like a lot of Celts, a lot of Norse people would put it under the bed of their children or their familial, wherever they're sleeping. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, you always keep a piece of it. If you can't make a physical Yule log because... You don't have a fire. You can't light it. It's dangerous. Mm-hmm. You can also do a Yule cake, yep. a Yule log cake, and that will suffice as well. And then just save a piece of it in your freezer Yep. and combine that into your cake for the next year. There are, just so everybody knows, if you're not a baker, um, I have seen so, especially on Pinterest, go look on Pinterest. I've seen a million like quick and easy Yule cake ideas where it's like basically... Mm-hmm taking a pre-baked cake and making it mold yourself mm-hmm. and putting fucking frosting on it and then decorating it. Oh, it's yeah. like those little Debbie things. You can just smush those. See, together. exactly. <laughs> There's so many like real, the, the Swiss rolls. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Whatever the six are <laughs> exactly. There really are so, so many ways. Um, but that really, everything you talked about that continuum, whatever, adds to and amplifies that resiliency. So that's why right now, everybody, this is a great time, yes, to donate like your time and donate your money, but you are probably about to get a bunch of new clothes this year. And if you can donate to coat drive, to toy drives right now, like if you can take the materials that you're going to take to an unnamed thrift store that I won't say out loud that probably maybe definitely throws things in landfills and doesn't actually, yeah, I don't even want it. It's really depressing. So it's really good this time of year to be super mindful about what charitable organizations you are giving money to, you are spending time on, you are giving like your clothes or your materials to because um, you'll find, again, those really big name ones often. It's because they're being, it's because they're being overloaded. It's not entirely their fault. They're being totally overloaded because people just come and dump their crap there. Um, Mm -hmm. That's why right now I really encourage you to either find a local or it's so easy to host a coat drive. I'm serious. Or a canned food drive. Like it's so easy to put out that calling. If that's something that you feel really called to this time of year, especially like the day that Maddie and I are, are recording this is an Aquarius moon if you can't tell. (laughs) so I just really want to like add to that ripple effect because as soon as you were talking about that continuum it made me think of paying it forward in general Mm -hmm. and taking what we have and and giving that and giving that back out so when I think of warmth um how can you give warmth this year um all right now my last question for you Maddie 
anybody, so probably the biggest question I get on the show is uh, for resources, for additional resources. I have so many amazing education hungry students around here. Mm-hmm. Can you give us your favorite resources books anywhere where you would point people in the direction to learn more about Yule or, or pagan yeah. holidays? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I'm a pretty voracious reader. I like to have physical pages in front of me. Um, so I really love buying, um, there's a couple books that I have bought myself. There's an eight book series by Llewellyn, uh, that it's just called like the eight pagan Sabbaths. It's like very straightforward. Um, and every book is on a different Sabbath. So there is a book that is for Yule. It's a super easy read. It might be a hundred pages. It might be less. Um, that's a great resource. The whole series is kind of pricey, but you can also buy the singles by themselves, but I enjoy the whole series because you can really hone in on every holiday of the wheel of the year, every festival in the year, um, on the wheel, excuse me. Otherwise, um, there is a really simple website. If you Google it, it's called learnreligion.com. Um, it literally has, mm-hmm. you do. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it is actually a really good, I really like that source. Yeah. They have every religion on the planet, whether that's old world, new world, whatever. Yep. Um, and they do a ton on pagan Sabbaths. If you just go to their website and you, they type, like, type into their search engine, it's mm-hmm. super helpful and it's quick info. So like, you're not reading another novel. It's not over your head, intense information. It's pretty, pretty straight. Um, And then otherwise for me, like I'm a huge listener of podcasts, obviously. (laughs) And if you just go to Spotify and type in one of the pagan Sabbaths, whether that's Samhain or whether that's right now for Yule, like there are countless amazing, amazing, amazing people and resources on Spotify. Um, Some of them are big time, some of them are... I screenshotted that. that. When you posted that, you had searched... She. Maddie posted a little screenshot of within the Spotify app when she searched Yule and all these amazing pagan mm-hmm. and witchy podcast episodes that came up. I screenshotted it and that I've been like slowly starting to make my way because like Yule uh, I didn't. Did you know that I didn't know you could do that? I thought you would have to like find the episode within a show. I didn't know it would pull up no. individual episodes. Yeah, sometimes yeah, I don't. It's technology so very easy. Well. Like, um. There's one particular, if I, can I do like a Spotify plug for a sec? Of course you can. Okay. It kind of reminds me of you and I, and that's why I like really enjoy it. Um, it's called the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. I love them. They're hilarious. I love them. I found them, I think two years ago and (laughs) they had been podcasting for a year or something. And Mm -hmm. I... They, I love that you just said they remind me or remind you of us because I love that. <laughs> That's amazing. It's just like, they're, they're hilarious. so funny because mm-hmm. it's like, they talk about history. They talk about like their own practice, but like, I was actually just talking about this with another friend is like, I think people see us on Instagram or see our presence on Instagram and think like witchcraft has to be like this fancy plotted out yes. amazing experience. And like, <laughs> Like I was talking to this girl that I know stuff. It was like, I'm literally doing a tea ceremony right now and I'm stuffing my face full of Cheetos. Like <laughs> I like their podcast because they're just real. Like I think if people knew the realness of this, this way of life, people would be maybe more in tune or want to connect with it more because yes. it's just like these women on Witch Bitch Amateur Hour, they just like shoot the shit and they like mm-hmm. make fun of themselves. And they're like, well, that's a stupid thing. Anyway, moving on or like, it's just hilarious. And it's, they're just real. And I really enjoy it. I love them. They do spooky episodes and that's how I found them. Um, And they're like paranormal episodes. I will binge. Like I'll go re-listen to them because I love their their stories so much. Okay, keep going. I wrote, by the way, everybody, (laughs) everything Maddie's saying is in the description. Don't worry. (laughs) Um, And then otherwise, like I, for me, that's kind of it. Like I will scour a library from time to time. um, But I would like to add on for the book thing, like, please, please, please go find your local bookstore and connect with that resource before you buy on Amazon. Because I know multiple friends that own or operate or manage local bookshops. They can find the book that you want. They can order it. They can get it in their shop. Do not go to Amazon. Do not go to Google. Like, please buy locally first. So like, that's a big part about Yule too, is buying Mm -hmm. handmade is a huge thing with Yule. Like hand-to-hand, like easy gifts, spending your money the proper way, not being frivolous as opposed to what Americans have been taught for the last 140 years or whatever Christmas started in the United States. 
Um, just please buy local first, please buy handmade first. Like don't go to the big, crazy, big boss retailers. Cause we don't, yes. we don't need that. No. So. Especially, um, whether it's books or, or gifts for people right now on Instagram. And y'all saw me talk a little bit about this on small business Saturday. I got in my soapbox a little bit. <laughs> small business owners and entrepreneurs are constantly sharing their work and the work of other small business owners that they are connected with. There are so many resources out there. And this year alone, especially because of, um, everything kind of moving in the direction that it is with all of our public health. There are more holiday markets than there definitely were last year at the very least. So there are so many opportunities for you to go out and get something that first of all is actually unique, is actually handmade and quality and supports a small business. It's like the, you know, the meme, one of my favorite memes this time of year is when you buy from a small owner, someone does a little happy dance or whatever. Oh yeah. It's so, <laughs> it's so true. Every single yes. um, small business owner, artist, maker, whatever is so grateful for your support this time of year. It often supports us for months because we are about yep. to enter one of our slowest times of the year. Don't forget that all of us business owners are about to enter our slowest time of year. And so it's, it's hard as intuitives where we want to like run this intuitive and aligned business and not get wrapped up in consumerism and like pushing our products and stuff. But we also know that no one's going to buy anything at all for a few months after the holidays are over. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, so keep these things in mind because when, whether it's going and bringing a coat to somebody on the street who needs it or purchasing from a small business owner, and this is really beautiful for the Taurus moon that you're all listening to this under today. It's that sustainability, that longevity, that resiliency and paying it forward really. And Uranus is still retrograde in Taurus. So seriously, let's be mindful of our resources and where we're spending our money right now. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Now, Maddie and I have a very exciting announcement. Um, We both absolutely love Yule like we've talked about, but I hosted Maddie really specifically timing-wise for a specific reason. Um, And Maddie, would you please reveal this very exciting announcement for everybody? Yeah, absolutely. So... Danny and I are part of um, a 10-person, all-female-owned, all-Colorado-owned small business giveaway on Instagram. So it is Yule-themed. So everything is going to tie in to this Pagan Sabbath one way or another. Whether that's warmth, we are offering a really amazing handmade mug. We're offering amazing handmade tea for one of my favorite witches in Steamboat. Um, We have two different kinds of art we're offering. I'm offering up a gigantic crystal a big labradorite slab and a pair of earrings. Um, and then we have a lot of, um, like zoom and online giveaways. So Danny's going to do a 40, is it 45 minute? Yeah. I'll do a 45 minute. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, my wonderful friend, Hannah, the death witch who I spoke about earlier, um, her company is called morning light divination. She's doing a 30 minute death witch reading. Um, another friend of mine is doing a handmade, hand-painted birth chart. So like after you speak to Danny, we will transfer you to them and then you'll get this birth chart made for you. Oh my um, and so many other amazing gifts. We have body scrub, we have lotion, like it's just this huge giveaway box. So we think it's around between a five to $600 giveaway. Oh um, yeah. And it's, yeah. So if not more, um, yeah. But so, yeah, so it's, it's not just about the giveaway. It's about the, it's all small business. It's all 100% handmade stuff or like, you know, person to person direct right. mm-hmm. connection. Um, yeah. So we're going to be doing that giveaway starts. It's already started. We're going to draw on December 17th. So the giveaway will end at midnight on Thursday the 16th. Yes. Um, and then to, to get into the giveaway, just follow me or Danny on Instagram. We're going to start posting a ton of material online, yep. some videos, some different kinds of posts, things like that. Um, but yeah, Instagram is where you're going to find all this information. Yes, you will. So whether it's me or Maddie or any of the other amazing um, business or service providers in the giveaway, all of us will be posting the complete details and yep. and information so that you know exactly how to enter because I mean the products alone and then you add in all of the the services this is going to be like the best start to the new year for this giveaway oh, yeah. winner. 
I am so, mm-hmm. so excited about this. Um, and I'm really excited because I personally know many of the amazing makers that are in the giveaway. You've definitely heard about them on the show before. And it's just, I'm just so grateful to be a part of it. I was so excited when you came up with this and approached me with it because I think that um, it is about that paying it forward. And it Mm -hmm. is about being particularly mindful. I, I don't know how else to say it. Like particularly mindful this time of year, um, during a time when we can kind of be a little mindless, quite honestly. So, um, please, please go enter the giveaway at the very least. You are about to find 10 incredible female owned (laughs) Colorado businesses with amazing handmade products or really, really quality services. And you also might win a stupidly insane (laughs) oh and it's just one just one winner is getting everything right there's no second third place like you're getting it all so yeah you're gonna get so so pampered oh my gosh I'm so excited for them I wish I could enter my own giveaway I I thought about that it's so funny oh Maddie (laughs) this was amazing thank you so so much for coming on thank you so much for having me Please tell everybody how we can find you and how we can support your work. Yeah. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. That's my, probably my most popular handle. I post most days, if not every other day. Um, I'm currently in the middle of offering a holiday specific collection and I'm going to be launching a new earring ring necklace collection that's centered around a winter goddess in specific in the sun. And that's going to be going live next like the Friday after. So okay. in like a week next mm-hmm. this day. Yep. What's about a week and a half. Yep. A week and a half. Sorry. Yep. About <laughs> a week and a half. That's yep. my take. <laughs> Just look at my Instagram and the actual details will be there instead of me like having a brain that doesn't focus or connect. Um, <laughs> but yeah, otherwise my website is called paragonandbone.com. And like I was saying earlier, it's handcrafted jewelry, arts, gifts. We're going to start incorporating some different retail stuff here after the new year. Um, and yeah, that's, that's me. <laughs> I'm so excited. You will love Maddie's offerings as much as I do. I can promise Thanks, you yeah. that. Um, <laughs> yes, go follow her right now at Paragon and Bone on Instagram. Everything that we talked about resource wise or finding the giveaway, following us on Instagram, everything is in the show notes in the description. Maddie, thank you so, so, so much thank again. Thank you, Danny. Of I course. Love you so much. I love you. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. Do not hesitate to reach out to, to me or Maddie if you have any questions about Yule, if this brought anything up for you. As you can tell, we love nerding out over this stuff. Oh, so yeah. don't, don't Please hesitate. message me. I'm like really looking forward to it, actually. So. See? Exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. Stay safe. Stay warm. Stay magical out there. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of That Witch Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, I would be really grateful if you would head over to iTunes right now and leave a super nice five-star review. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at thatwitch.nextdoor. I love connecting with all of you outside the show. Keep those questions, keep those comments coming. You can send fan art, suggestions for topics on the show. You can nominate people to be interviewed on the show. Send anything like that to thatwitchnextdoor at gmail.com. And if you'd like to work together, I am offering a really amazing mentorship program. I'm only offering a very, very limited number of spots. You can submit your application and learn more on my website. And you can also book a one-on-one session with me at thatwitchnextdoor.com. Thank you so much again, and I'll see you all next week.